This episode is brought to you in part by Blue Chew. Let's talk about sex, baby. Dudes, remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, bluechew.com. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. BlueChew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. With BlueChew, men everywhere are excited to see the postman because when your package has arrived, your package has arrived. Get it? Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our Douglas Movies listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code DLM at checkout. Just pay five bucks for shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code DLM to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Back to the show. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, 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 everybody. My name is Doug, and I love movies. This is Doug Loves Movies, recording on Sunday afternoon, February 18th, 2024. And my guests today are two old bees and a new bee. They are Corey Ryan Forrester, Amy Miller, and Jordan Morris. Hello, everybody. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Doug. Hi, Buzz Buzz. It's me, the new bee. How do you make honey? <laughs> oh, no, I didn't know uh, you were an actual bee. I, it's just an expression that I use. Right. Yes. And, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's a, a fun coincidence. And I'm so new, I don't even know how to make honey. What do you think about, uh, do you have opinions about the the Cheerios Honey Nut Bee or the Nasonex Bee? Like, is it? Uh, <laughs> Tough to be a, a bee in the media these days. Yeah, yeah, great question, and uh, and thank you for letting me uh, just take a moment to address um, bee representation issues because it's so important. Um, I just want my bee daughters to see themselves when they, you know, turn on various commercials. So, um, yeah, I will say that um, the uh, Honey Nut Cheerios bee is claims to be a bumblebee, but he's actually just a honey bee in bumbleface. What? Oh, yeah, I know. It's really, uh, it's really a shame. I hate it. Yeah, <laughs> just another thing to be upset about. Uh, well, let's <laughs> let's move on to meeting everyone individually and alphabetically uh, by first name. She's a highly sought after podcast guest. Amy Miller is there. Yeah, wherever, wherever you are, Amy. How's it going? Good. Doug means something very different when he calls me an old bee. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's an ant bee. I'm good. I'm in Los Angeles for <laughs> once. It's nice. 
I just realized for the first time that Aunt B from uh, the Andy Griffith show that her first name was her first name was Aunt One Bug and her last name was B, another insect, Aunt B. That's true. <laughs> her middle, her middle name was her, her, her middle name was Mantis. <laughs> I can only hope that's true. He's a returning champion, uh, ready to be knocked off his high horse. It's <laughs> Corey Ryan Forrester. That's right. I'm all the way up here, ready to be hello. knocked off. Doug, uh, hello. And I wanted to tell you that I took your recommendation. I saw Heaven Can Wait, and it was awesome. Isn't that crazy how good that is? It's so good. And can I tell you my favorite part that I noticed immediately and loved? It's that Warren Beatty never, as soon as he finds out, <laughs> as soon as he finds out that he's dead, he immediately goes, I've got to get to the Super Bowl. He doesn't go, oh, my God, my family, my girl, like none of that. Like he doesn't say, let me go check on my mom. He's just like, I got to whip this old rich man into shape. The afterlife is real. <laughs> it was I love dude, that movie was like almost perfect. Yeah, it made me like, you know, kind of as a young man, it made me a little sad, The you know, the whole concept of uh, heaven and everything and how like you just have to be uh, persuasive to uh, get to come back down to earth, but that you've got to be in some you got to be in a new body to do it. So then kind of defeats the purpose because you're probably coming back because you still want to be you, you know. Right. So. uh so, yeah, so that's all he had. It's just he's still too important. The Super Bowl is too important. Oh, also that the trainer <laughs> totally didn't give a shit that the other quarterback died in the Super Bowl. <laughs> didn't care at all. Yeah, no, he just knew that it was going to be a great spot for his uh, his dead friend to step in. <laughs> it is, but it's just like, it is, all the actors in it are terrific. It's just got a tone to it. It's just like, it's so, the whole movie's so self-assured. I mean, it's like kind of a team of talented people because it was, yeah co-directed by Warren Beatty and Elaine May and, and Buck Henry's in there as a writer and, 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 and an actor. And, but like James Mason is such a smooth, you know, Mr. Jordan, the, the dude that runs heaven and, um, and what's his name? Charles Grodin. So funny. So He's awesome. Murderous son-in-law or whatever, whatever his name was. But uh, anyway, I could talk about having Kuwait forever, but uh, I'm glad I recruited, uh, one more person to the uh, the Heaven Can Wait squad, and um, your paperwork will arrive in a few days, Corey. Thank you, <laughs> thank you, Doug. Uh, and joining us for the first time, but for a long time, I don't know what that means. Is Jordan Morris? <laughs> hey, Jordan. Hi, Doug. Yeah, I'm looking forward to a long ass episode. Let's let's make this a Springsteen <laughs> concert, huh? No opener, no. three hours, <laughs> all and the hits. <laughs> yeah, I like to. I I, I like to. Uh, I think the people that appreciate this podcast, uh, part of it is just the uh, the tightness of it. Like it's, uh, you know, you know what you're going to get uh, before right. you get into it. But in addition to podcasting yourself, uh, Jordan Morris, you also have a new graphic novel out called Youth Group. Uh, yes, that's true. Uh, I can chat a little bit more about it in the yeah. Plug tell us about segment, it if you stud. want. Uh, no, I'll do it. Hey, I'll do it now. Uh, yeah, Youth Group. It is a uh, YA horror comedy about teenage exorcists. Uh, the arts about by the great Bowen McGurdy. It is available for pre order now, and it's uh, it's kind of set in one of these like um, cool Bible study groups for teens. I don't know if anybody nice. else was a part of one of these things where like. Yep. The youth pastor like has tattoo sleeves and he sits backwards on the chair and tells you about a pretty cool guy named JC who was pretty punk uh, no. rock. I was a real Christian, but that sounds fun. I smoked a couple <laughs> cigarettes back in my day, guys. <laughs> I know what it's like to want a French a woman. Um, yeah. And I will someday. <laughs> when I am good and married to her. <laughs> Um, yes, yeah, like, so I grew up. Evans in... not waiting for that guy. <laughs> yeah, I grew up going to one of these things, and uh, yeah, the kind of premise of the graphic novel is like, what if these doofuses had to do exorcisms? So it's all these kind of uh, you know goofy wannabe hip Christians having to actually fight demons and stuff. And yeah, it's available for pre-order wherever you get your books, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, or better yet, your local indie bookstore. 
Well, you know, I'm glad we got that over with because this is this is not Doug Love's books. Uh, <laughs> uh, I did think about starting a Doug Love's graphic novels, though, but uh, I just didn't uh, feel like I, I knew enough about the topic. But before we play our games today, I got a couple of games worked out for everybody. Uh, first, let's visit Recommendation Nation. That's where I get a recommendation out of each one of my guests but this is the best picture Oscar edition. I'd like each of you to answer this question. Start with you, Amy, which nominee for best picture. And I got a list of all 10 names. If you need to refresh, you need refreshing, but which movie did you think uh, of the nominees for best picture is most uplifting and why? Barbie. Amy, do you have you? You <laughs> went right for Barbie. You found you genuinely found Barbie uplifting. I did. Yeah, I thought it wasn't on the list, but now I'm glad to find out it is. That's right. <laughs> just like this, just like this podcast, so tight. <laughs> yeah, Barbie's right there. All you, know, you got to just get to like the third title alphabetically, and you got you got yourself a Barbie for uh, best picture and. I, I certainly think it is the most continuously uplifting. Like the whole movie's sort of fun and uh, supportive of various things. Um, the reason I, I'm even asking this is just because I find that the movie that wins Best Picture, instead of being what I, I, you know, it's not the most lift, the most uplifting necessarily. It's the one that everyone can agree was the most spoke to them enough to be considered uh, the best. So it's kind of either watered down movies or just heavy, heavy dramas that, that everybody agrees is the best mm-hmm. picture. It's rare. So I'm looking for like, is any of these movies genuinely uplifting? And so you feel like Barbie was for you, Amy? It was, but to be honest, I'm behind on the list. I like just yeah. catching up. So some of these I haven't seen. Um, yeah, that's my feeling too. They look like real bummers. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's Wait, why I've is the mo- them. I think I've seen the fun ones. <laughs> American fiction yeah. is supposedly supposed to be pretty fun, but yeah. um, it's still got a heavy, you know, it's got a serious message. And uh, the rest of them, there's some pretty heavy movies. Um, is that movie where the lady maybe pushes her husband off the roof? Uh-huh, the anatomy list? of a fall. Because then I pick. Yeah, I picked that. I saw that recently. I think it is. I think it is a great movie, and uh, it is uplifting in the sense that it'll give you faith in the French justice system. Oh, okay. So So we're skipping ahead to you, Jordan. That's that's your answer, or do you think there's another one that's more uplifting in the uh, the field? Yes, uh, at Emmanuel Fall, absolutely not uplifting. Absolutely a great movie. Um, you know, uh, Barbie, absolutely, it's a blast. It's a hoot. We all love it. Uh, I'll stump for the holdovers. I yeah. think the holdovers is a great feel-good movie. Uh, yeah, it's a very kind of classic dramedy. I think the inspiration is like, um, oh gosh, like being there and that kind of, uh, you know, that kind of seventies dramedy. And yeah, it's it's fantastic. It's it's got some kind of dark humor. It's got some dark moments, but. Uh, I don't know. Left left me feeling really great. It's a it's a pretty cozy, funny, terrific movie. I wished I'd watched it uh, around the holidays because I I didn't get around to seeing it until a couple of weeks ago. And uh, I I know it's not like a, a Christmassy in the sense that it's like a Christmas movie, but it does take place over uh, the holidays. So I think, and especially um, anybody that doesn't have family or right. does get stuck somewhere, it'd be interesting watch but i think nobody was really promoting it that way uh they were basically already just positioning it as you know best picture material it, it is um, i think it is a great christmas movie uh, it does take place at christmas has a lot of christmas stuff in it and also paul giamatti tries to break into nakatomi plaza so uh-huh. yeah that's a fun, that's, fun yeah, that's segment a of the point. movie <laughs> <laughs> all right so Corey, does that leave you yeah, that was going to be my answer high as well. Dry. You're not going to say Oppenheimer. I know you're no. a big fan. <laughs> no, I am a big fan, but I was gonna, I was gonna go with the holdovers, and I was gonna say like when you first start watching the movie, I don't know if you know that it's it's going to end up being uplifting because there's a lot of you know there's a lot of dark stuff there. Like, you know, clearly uh, the kids super depressed, and we find out a lot of of the why during the movie. Giamatti 
is a loner. We, you know, find out a lot of his backstory of, you know, why he's kicked out of school. The, the, the poor mom whose son died in Vietnam. There's a lot of grim stuff in there, but ultimately, you know, it's sort of like, it really mirrors dead poet society in so many ways in terms of like, it's this professor and student realizing how much they have in common and one like, you know, there's no suicide, which is nice, which mean can make it an uplifting movie, uh, you know, but at the end, you really it leaves you with a good taste in your mouth of like, hey, I think this kid's going to be all right. And uh, because he he find he found someone, this older person who believes in him and he feels seen in the world. And I think that Giamatti, regardless of all of his failings and maybe he didn't live up to what he feels his true potential is, realize, hey. I helped a kid and who gives a shit? That's what it's all about. So like I walked away from the holdovers with a smile on my face. And like, I guess I did with Barbie too, but not like any sort of like real world messaging. Whereas like the holdovers I did. Uh, and yeah, I mean, dude, Oppenheimer made me want to shoot myself, but like uh, cinematically it was great. Right. Barbie's I guess you could say it was what Barbie's for girls. Uh, dude, I love. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I loved Barbie. I <laughs> hold fucking on a minute. Loved Listen here. Let me tell you, as a man, I need to tell you <laughs> how how much Barbie meant to me. <laughs> I loved it. I. How about all those I Ken it was parts? Good, but huh? I didn't see any uplifting messages in it about anything I could tell. <laughs> I heard America Ferrera had an uplifting message, but I was at the uh, snack bar during that part. Yeah. We make the men leave during that part. Could you imagine? That'd be so great. Or we like want to create to a safe space for they're women. They're not going to admit that they saw that. Killer, and 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 I've since told you that I think that Killers of the Flower Moon was actually better than Oppenheimer, but that might be the hardest watch of all time. It might be the least uplifting movie that's ever been made. Yeah, I really don't look forward to it uh, at all. <laughs> Ooh, it's great. I, killers, it is great. Yeah, I I really loved it. Again, yeah, some some but tough dude. stuff and some some tough stuff about history uh, in there. But uh, man, what a Why? movie! What did oh we my do? God. Oh boy, <laughs> oh, Doug, boy. you want to watch it on the phone together? <laughs> it's uh, it's oh, mainly people that look and sound like me. If that makes you feel better, Doug. No, it doesn't. so they look like me too. Then probably I don't yeah. know what you look like. But Where are you I'm just from? Guessing. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I'm from Oakland. <laughs> oh, right on. Yeah, I'm from Chickamauga, Georgia, so we're worse. <laughs> yeah, there is a... I don't think Corey can get through a podcast without saying Chickamauga. Also, don't know I what can't. you look like. We are not using Dio. <laughs> <laughs> there is a montage in uh, Killers of Flower Moon of people, uh, of guys who sound a lot like Corey just getting Yeah, I was about to say, I don't think you have to have video to ascertain at least a little bit of what I look like based on <laughs> what I sound like. You've got a half shirt that says dump them out, right? Yes, I do. <laughs> um, we mentioned American fiction briefly. Uh, Zone of Interest sounds like a complete nightmare. Have you seen that, Jordan? Oof, I have not. Yeah, that one sounds tough. That that that's uh I actually haven't seen Oppenheimer either. So I guess I'm saving I'm saving the two the two challenging watches for for uh, right up to the uh, uh yeah, right up to the limit. So you have seen Maestro? Oh, no, I guess I haven't seen Maestro either. Uh, what's good. the uplifting factor on Maestro? Are you feeling good at the end? Well, there's a I lot mean, of good music. You no, know, I don't think it's like, it's certainly no surprise that Lenny Bernstein uh, passed away uh, at whatever age he was when he died. Like, it's, it's I guess the movie kind of covers more like, it's more like just kind of the relationship between him and his wife, I think. Uh, so I don't know how, how uplifting it is. Um, poor things is funny. I guess I haven't seen that one either. Um, yeah, I'm excited for poor things. Um, and I'll say American fiction uh, has some uh, is does have a lot of hard laughs in it. I I really laughed a lot during American fiction, and uh, yeah, it's like satirical, but it's it, I don't think you'll leave going that was a heavy movie. I think you'll leave thinking that was like funny and well done uh, with some like satirical points for you to think about. Um, but yeah, lots of laughs in American fiction. <laughs> Which is wild. Cause that's like, that's a pretty heavy concept for a movie. Like I'm really excited about it, but I like hearing about it. I was like, Oh, that's going to be, you know, that's going to be pretty heavy and, and challenging. 
Yeah, it's got some it's got some of that in it, but the sense of humor is kind of like a South Park episode. A little I love bit. that. Yeah, you can it's it's got that kind of like uh yeah, it's got this this like this kind of sense of humor that kind of toes the line in a really fun way. Yeah, a lot like, of here's laughter. what here's what we want to say, but we still want people to watch it, so let's make it palatable. <laughs> yeah, um that's I think that's uh that's a that's a good way to put it. Yeah, I do not do not avoid or run from American fiction at all. It's a hoot. I I loved it. All right. Well, thank you for uh, all of your uh, opinions and your honesty. And uh, I think we need a moment to reflect. So let's uh, go to a break and we'll be right back. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Okay, we're back, and I feel better. I feel really good about uh, not seeing Killers of a Flower Moon. I've (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Mitch made that the plan. I've got a, I've got a matinee of movies I'm not going to see. A double feature of uh, Killers of the Flower Moon and Zone of Interest. And uh, watch them both on the phone back. I'm just back. gonna, I'm just gonna have some laughs. I'll send you a pizza. Fiction and Anatomy <laughs> of a Fall. Maybe I'll see Poor Things again just to have some laughs because uh, it does. It has got some funny parts, but it's it's weird. Um, Do you have a lot of Oscar years where you've left out movies just because they look like bummers? No, for for like Best Picture especially, I've made a point of seeing everything every year yeah, for, yeah. for a while now. But but a lot of times there's a lot of the uh, lesser categories. If I try to see everything, like this year there's 53 different films of varying lengths have been nominated for something. And so... I usually would challenge myself to see all of them, but this year I'm just like, there's too many, there's too much media that I enjoy consuming uh, these days <laughs> that I can't just watch stuff just because it's on somebody's list. You know, like uh, I got, yeah. uh, it's just too much stuff I like. I like way too many, you know, series and limited series and ongoing game shows. You know, I love game shows. So I'm not going to like not watch game shows to make time for, you know, <laughs> horrible movie about genocide that i've already got a very strong opinion about what happened like it (laughs) good there's no no time for the genocide movie when madam webb is in theaters right now well that's you know that used to be the old me but now i'm even i'm not not that psyched about seeing madam webb because the all the talk is so terrible for it it's getting to the point where that that's what gets me pumped up to see comic book movies because i have so much comic book movie fatigue that now i'm like okay i mean if they're putting out a new morbius i'll put it on while my baby's rolling around and just see how dog shit it is (laughs) (laughs) the baby's shitting the movie's shitting yeah everybody's shitting because that's what i have to watch during the day now is like either movies i've already seen or like something that i don't care about you know what i mean because like a movie like a plane movie where you're not really, I don't have to pay attention because like right. he's doing his thing. So now I'm like, okay, like I watched 9-11 the other day, the Charlie Sheen, Whoopi Goldberg, the, the movie, you know what I mean? I was like, <laughs> All right, it stop doesn't making matter. things up. Stop making stuff up. <laughs> That's not a real movie. <laughs> this is, show is about facts and the truth. Um, 
But yeah, I, I I hear you, Corey. But we got some games we got to play. I know. I'm sorry. So uh, it's uh, it's okay. But uh, I hope you got out everything you needed to say. I did uh, on the matter, whatever that matter was. Um, the first game we're gonna play today is called ABC Adiza Nuts. <laughs> it's a spelling game, and uh, today. Yes. <laughs> you don't really need wow. to know how to spell it's not that difficult but uh um, well, he's a bee so he's really excited <laughs> i know that's, that's true this is that's where i shine <laughs> yeah he's really up for, anytime a bee pops up the yes. bee is ready they named the contest um, after my people for a reason <laughs> <laughs> um so basically what it is is i tell you a word and then you take turns naming movies that begin with the, each letter uh, in that word uh, until we get to the end and uh, it's pretty pretty easy but if it, if you say a movie that i wrote down ahead of time if you match me uh, then you uh, automatically win the game and it, it really nice. does happen Ooh. it's happened to you amy right mm-hmm. oh yeah, yeah. once yeah. It, it was it thrilling happen. and you may or may not have figured out the theme i forget what uh, happened there but there is a theme uh so the word we're going to spell, because I'm doing stand-up there at the Well Comedy Club on Saturday, February 24th, Bakersfield. Ooh. Nice. Bakersfield. So we'll start with Amy. Uh, first letter, Bakersfield is B. So Amy names any movie in the history of cinema. It begins with the letter B. Uh, as long as we all believe that that is accurate, she continues on in the game. But like I said before, she matches what I've written down in advance. She wins the game. If not, uh, we move on to Corey, and uh, he gets the next letter, which would be A, uh, et, et cetera. Uh, Amy. First of all, thank you for honoring my roots, my oaky roots, by picking Bakersfield. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of my family lives there, as you know. Um, it's. Also, I am very excited to be going there. To be honest with you, and uh, so I, I talk about it every chance I get. <laughs> yeah, I did a show there a couple weeks ago. It was super fun. Yeah. Well, there's nothing to fucking do there, so people are just like, hell yeah. yes. <laughs> it's in California, but it's not. You know, like in a not crowded part of it, so it's like uh, I it's love got, it. Uh, it's got Buck Owens's Crystal Palace. Have you ever been there? Yeah. Absolutely, oh, yeah. much mm -hmm. fun. Bakersfield has like a country music history, and mm -hmm. yeah, there's this kind of crazy country music restaurant with a Cadillac on the wall, and you know all these famous nudie suits uh, framed up. It's it's the best. I kind of like Bakersfield. I'm kind of a Bakersfield fan. You guys are like hilarious. Because <laughs> I've had to spend a lot of time there in my life, and trust me, you don't. <laughs> It's fun to visit, Amy. It's fun. It to, is. I'm uh, glad they got a club. In. My mom was trying to like convince me to open a comedy club there for so long. And I'm like, I don't want to run a comedy club. But she was like, there's there should be something between L.A. and the Bay Area. I'm like, yeah, no shit. That's right. But like, I'm glad there's yeah. something now. It's called San Jose mine. and it's great. Yeah, <laughs> we already have it. It's called San Jose. We all love it. San Luis Obispo. Oh, yeah. Uh, Santa Barbara. There's there's spots all along yeah. the way, you know. But you know, you know, not on I really is, or Bakersfield really is the big yeah. It's the big stop on the five. That's for damn sure. And and like that's how much I like it. Is I you know I could just drive home after the show, but uh, I, I'm gonna you know actually stay in Bakersfield. Uh, really, you know, really take it in till about you know 11 a.m. the next day. Um. <laughs> All right, so we're well, spelling back Okay, sorry. Okay, Remember yeah, I'll go yeah. antiquing for sure. So B is the first letter <laughs> in Bakersfield, Amy. So you don't know what the theme is. It's not movies that take place in Bakersfield, I'll tell you that much. Uh, so go ahead, Amy. Any movie that begins with B. Okay. What if I only mentioned Barbie on this podcast? <laughs> no other film. That'd be, I would, you know, if it fits the theme, I would do that just to be silly because I knew it would already have come up at this point. But no, I didn't say Barbie. I said Beverly Hills Cop. Mm. So that's the first one. That's your first hint into what the uh, theme might be. Uh, so now we go to Corey in the letter A. Uh, alien. <laughs> 
I like how disappointed you are in your answer. Because uh, you figure you don't think there's a theme that could have Beverly Hills Cop and Alien. I, d- I know I know that you have a theme, but I know that it's not just cop movies. You know what I mean? And also, I couldn't think of a cop movie with A, so I'm just blurting something out because I know I ain't getting the theme till at least seven picks in. <laughs> I look at Alien as kind of a cop movie because they're all just yeah. uh, you know, space cops, and then they get... Some of their own get killed, so then the cops have to step up and one cop ultimately saves the cat. Um, I'm just all about spoiling movies today. Uh, I wrote down American Gangster. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Jordan, the, your letter is K any movie. Okay. I think the letter K. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take a swing at getting the theme and say kindergarten cop. Oh, I really like that. I like that a lot. You'll be disappointed to hear what I did write down, though, Um, because it was right there for the taking. Killers of the Flower Moon. Oh, okay. Yeah. Kindergarten Cop was the Killers of the Flower Moon of its day. It really was. It had, like, Killers of the Flower Moon, just like Kindergarten Cop, has some of the most fun catchphrases that people (laughs) are out there saying right right now. Now, which of those movies has boys have penises, girls have vaginas? Which of the two movies? Kindergarten Cop. Okay, yeah, okay. I get get them confused a lot. Yeah. Uh, Not a placement on Princess. <laughs> it's not a tumor. <laughs> Can we yeah, do this all day? This is the game, people. <laughs> uh E is the next letter back to Amy. Amy. Everything, uh, everywhere, all at once. I love that. Uh I love that whenever it gets a mention. But I went with a motion picture called End of Watch. Hmm. It's about a guy, somebody crushes his Timex. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, R is the next letter to Corey. Robin Hood. Timex is a hilarious reference. I'm sorry. (laughs) You picked such an old watch. His did you say Timex? <laughs> I did. I, that's so funny. Yeah, I don't know why I didn't say like Rolex or something else, but yeah, Timex. Timex. I I have no notes about that joke, Doug. That is perfect. <laughs> Let's go to lunch. <laughs> uh, 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 Corey R. Uh, Robin Hood. Oh yeah, you said that already. I did. Yeah, and um, that you know might not be the right answer, but it was like you took from the rich and gave to the poor. Thank you. Um, the one that the movie I wrote down is Rush Hour. Mm. Damn it. So, so I think everybody sees where this is going. I do. Jordan gets the next one, the letter S. Uh, yeah. I, do I have this? I don't know. Seven. <laughs> oh, that is a good one. Uh, but it's, it's funny. I always have to correct people. It's pronounced seven. Oh right, excuse me. <laughs> the V is a seven as well. I have a slight lisp. So yeah, <laughs> uh, the uh, motion picture that I wrote down, what I believe is the number one lowest ranked movie on Rotten Tomatoes that does not deserve it, a film called Super Troopers. Ah, so does good. Super Troopers have a bad Rotten Tomato score. Of I course, it, it does. A, For some reason, classic. the critics were like quite mean to it and they you know and it's not it hasn't been long enough i guess to do that thing where they all change their minds later you know yeah. but uh but it's it's the rare because uh, i'm always t- challenging people give me an example of a movie that got under 40 percent of rotten tomatoes that you think is great not just good or okay because there's certainly there's lots of movies that are just fine that don't get a great score but what's a movie that, you know, is really falsely maligned and it's hard to come up with because, you know, yeah, I as think much that's as it so- sucks in some ways because it's it's hurtful to filmmakers because they work hard on something and then just get this stupid number attached to it. <laughs> but I, I feel like the number is not not that crazy off most of the time. 
that, those types of comedies, I think sometimes like take a while to get rediscovered. Uh-huh. Like MacGruber, I'm sure has a terrible Rotten Tomatoes. I think score. that's another All great example. Do. Yeah, Wet Hot American Summer, MacGruber. I made a list recently of Joe Dirt. Full of very <laughs> yeah. There's some misunderstood. Y'all are laughing like you're. Y'all are laughing un- ironically. I don't like that. I'm, no, I was laughing because I was remembering Joe okay. Dirt. I was remembering okay, all the funny things that happened yeah. in that great movie. Yeah, I was remembering that my hairstyle now resembles Joe Dirt, and I know I'm not happy about it. Um, okay, F is the next letter. Back to Amy. Can I hear all the answers again? Sure. We got Beverly Hills Please. Cop, American Gangster, Killers of the Flower Moon, End of Watch, mm-hmm. Rush Hour, Super Troopers. Hey, you almost tricked me in there. Oh. Saying the F. Hey, I actually don't know what the theme is, but that's fine. <laughs> I bet the answer is Fools Rush In. Oh, hilarious! Excellent F title, but I wrote down Fargo. Nice. Okay. The motion picture. The letter I is up next. Or Corey. <sighs> I robot. <laughs> uh, uh, it's as, as if AI itself was upset about I robot. <laughs> I had two, and what? I was like, I, I wanted to pick Inception, but I was like, no, d- no. Even though it's kind of copy a little bit, Doug's gonna go with I robot because he'll think that I have too much pride to say it. <laughs> Um, they're making a, a, like a new I Am Legend movie with yeah. uh, Michael B. Jordan. I saw that. Oh, cool. Well, what is he like? Wasn't Will Smith like the last person? I believe. Or, or I guess so. he ran into he ran into some people that were trying to like restart society, right? Yeah, yeah. And there's going to be two legends. Okay, that's what I was going to say. It just says, yep. doesn't feel like there's enough room for one legend in this, in that we world. Are legend. I hope he's just is <laughs> Apollo Creed's son in that movie, too. Like he just punched his way through civilization and he's like, I'm still here, <laughs> motherfucker. I don't see any reason why Michael B. Jordan would ever stop being, you know, uh, in good shape and, and taking his shirt off in films. Me either. That really what, seems uh, like because life is hard thing. and it gets uh, and it's hard to go to the gym all the time. Nah, yeah, that's when true. everything's so depressing. I, I, not, when, not when they give you millions of dollars just to go to the gym, though. It's not as hard. It's still hard, but it's not as hard. He I'm definitely just... wants to win awards, so he might go the you know he might go the slovenly route, like put on a few pounds for a role. A Christian Bale. Yeah, he could be in the whale part two. I'd like to see a more achievable, realistic Michael B. Jordan out there. That would make you me don't feel really good. see a lot of black guys go fat for the role. You know what I mean? I too would. No, like not to unless that. it's you know, Nutty Professor, of course. Yeah, right. <laughs> the, the fake, fake, funny fat, sure. But like you, mm-hmm. you're not seeing like what Brennan Fraser did. That's a white guy's game. You know what I mean? <laughs> like Fifty well, Cent when he did it, he went super skinny. You know, right? Went home no, empty-handed too. Yeah. It happens, to, you know. You just never know if it's going to pay off. But boy, right. did uh, McConaughey and uh, what's it, Jared Leto both did well with the uh, losing a ton of weight for the. Uh, I don't Dallas think Jared Leto Fires did anything Club. different. <laughs> I think he was just being weird, and they were like, "Come here and be in this movie," and he was like, "Okay." <laughs> I'm only eating he, sand this month. Sure, fine, whatever. <laughs> yeah, Wait, put just... on eyeliner and go over to this cowboy. He's the first frail actor they saw. It's like, <laughs> oh, you just happen to be frail? This is perfect. Let's yeah. shoot the scenes where he's dying first and give him a, give him some food. All right. Uh, letters I. And who was it on, Corey? Yes, and I said I robot, I robot. for yes, the love of God. Right. Yeah, I had to recap that because I <laughs> forgot. Uh, I wrote down in the heat of the night. Of course heat. you did. Yes. Um. E is the next letter, Jordan. Uh, Doug, can you remind me what your last E was? Is that an acceptable question? 
It's a great question. It was the most picture called End of Watch. Okay. Uh, yes. So I am out of e-cop movies. Officially, I guess the closest thing I can think of is Edge of Tomorrow. Aren't there uh, kind yeah. of cops in one. that? Yeah. Army cops that travel back in time. Movie yeah, rolls. you should just win just based on uh, you know logic there. That was a thank you. Yes, uh, excellent move. <laughs> uh, but I agree with you. I couldn't think of another cop movie, so I just wrote down "End of Watch" again. <laughs> <laughs> ah, curses, Doug! You're tricky. You're so tricky. How are we? Yeah. <laughs> is that true? It is true. Of course, it is. <laughs> Whose show okay. are you on? <laughs> uh, the, so the letter L. Back to you, Amy. Lethal weapon. Let's go. That is the correct answer. Yay! Let me get my let me get my special whistle. <laughs> you did That's it. So powerful. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, you match it up, and of course, everybody knows what letter D is. That hard. Yeah, boy. I was gonna win. You, damn you, Amy. You were gonna win if you didn't win. But you didn't. If she, if you if she had lost, you were gonna win. Uh, but congratulations to Amy, and um, you know you don't win anything uh, terribly special. Um, just gonna go first <laughs> in our next game. But uh, the reason that uh, Bakersfield, the reason I went with cop movies is as a homage to the uh, short-lived but popular television show, television comedy Bakersfield PD. Hmm. Yeah. Kind of a, a interesting pre, pre, pre predecessor to uh, Reno nine eleven. <laughs> I don't know if that's how they prefer it to be it said. Now. <laughs> no, no, they correct me every time, but I can't let it go. I can't never stop forget saying it that way. <laughs> yeah, I always do it. But uh, like I said, I'm going to be in Bakersfield at the Well with our friend Chad Opitz uh, Saturday. Uh, February 24th, 7 o'clock, douglasmovies.com for ticket link and whatnot. And we've got one more game to play. We'll do that right after the break. We'll be right back. We are back, and Amy won the first game, so that means she gets to go first in a game, and then the, we'll switch the order around. So Amy will go first, and then it'll go to uh, Jordan and then to Corey. And back to Amy in a game that I call Johnson and Johnson and <laughs> Griffith. Uh, <laughs> Dakota Johnson's been getting a lot of flack on the internet uh, lately. It seems like she can't do an interview without saying something that upsets the fanboys or just uh, humanity in general. Uh, so since she's such a hot spot of uh, conversation I thought of this game I'll name a movie and then you tell me if it's got Dakota Johnson in it or her dad Don Johnson or her mom Melanie Griffith so the options are Dakota Don or Melanie I'll say the first one to Amy if she misses then Jordan gets a chance and if Jordan misses then Corey gets the gimme point because It'll be narrowed down to what the actual answer is, and he'll remember. He's Corey's a smart one like that. I sure am. <laughs> yeah, he'll totally pay attention. So, uh, and then uh, whenever somebody gets a point, the next person in, in order goes first on the next one, and um, first person to three points will be the winner. Don, Dakota, or Melanie, Amy. The first motion picture is a film called Goats. G-O-A-T-S. Goats. Yeah, you remember that movie. Yeah, of course, <laughs> because it had my favorite Don Johnson in it. That's what your that's your answer is Don Johnson? Mm -hmm. Yep. I'm sorry, that is incorrect. Jordan Oof. Yes, Your goats. Chance to yes, steal. of course. Who's I would love goats? to steal. Um, we all know this movie. Some say it's the greatest of all time. I happen to agree. Love this movie. Um, uh, Melanie Griffith, maybe. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
also incorrect. Oh, man. So Corey is going to do exactly what we uh, just was describing. Well, I guess. Out perfectly for you, Corey. Do you remember? I do. I, I, it's M- Madame Webb herself, uh, Dakota Johnson. That's right. Hooray. Young, young Dakota, one of her first acting roles was in a, what was apparently a family adventure uh, about goats. Uh, and so, so that's what it's called. Goats. I kind of want to see it. I do too. I don't em- really, but em- emphasis on the kinda. Yeah. Is it true that she went method for that movie and eats a whole can on screen? I don't, uh, I'm not going to comment on that one way or the other. Cause like I said, I think she's being unfairly maligned in, in the media for just having kind of a, a weird, uh, kind of an odd sense of humor. Nepo I, babies are not having a good go of it lately. So, like, they're already 10 <laughs> points down going into anything. It's true. It is a tough time to be a Nepo baby because it's funny. I see the comments so much that are like people that are mad at her, for whatever they're mad at her about. Uh, it's just very like she wouldn't be where she is today if it wasn't for her parents. And it's like, I guess so. But, like, I don't know. Like, I don't think most people are like, Hey, you gonna go see that new movie that stars the kid that Don Johnson and Melanie Griffith made? Like, I don't right. even know if people even put that together. She's related to them, yeah. or even well, cares about them anymore. It's also the only business where people give too much of a shit because it's like you hire Joe and Sons plumber, you don't give a fuck that the sons are there because Joe's their dad. Like, of course they're gonna plumb. What do you want them to do? You know what I mean? <laughs> They've got all the equipment already. Right, they got, a, and, they got a fucking plum, man. That's and what it, they when do. it's like, yes, it's easier for her, of course. Like now, if she starts acting like it's not, roast her. You know what I'm saying? But like, <laughs> what do you? She wants to act, and like, yeah, the producers are gonna be like, yeah, we'll get your kid a meeting. What the fuck? <laughs> what do you mean? I yeah, do, I do feel like there My are. My dad's people... Tom Hanks, so it's a hell of a thing for me to say. But you know, right. I love your reggae album, by the way, Corey. Thank you. <laughs> Bumba clat. I'm not allowed to do that. Uh, I do think there are like equal amounts of people who like are roasting her for her weird junkets. But I think there's a lot of people who love her for just like being honest, kind of not giving a fuck. I do think mm-hmm. there's a special like fuck you attitude you have when you're the child of famous people because like you'll never fail. Like, even right. if you totally wash out, you'll be fine. You'll, you know, your parents could set you up with a job at like, you know, an event planning company or something if your acting doesn't work out. So I think she's going into these junkets with kind of a fun sense of like, fuck you. It's a don't b- a- comic book movie too. Who yeah. gives a shit? Don't ask me about memes. I don't know what memes are. <laughs> you know, I don't, <laughs> don't ask me about the MCU timeline. I kind of think her fuck you attitude during all this has been really fun. And I think she's going to come out of this like kind of smelling like a rose i think yeah it just gives misogynist you know it just gives like fanboys like the opportunity to be like how could they cast somebody in a marvel movie that can't name the spider-man films which like if you try to name the three tom holland spider-man films your average fan is going to fuck it up because the titles are so dumb the way it's you know almost home coming home homecoming like what the fuck right like it's they're already indistinguishable from one another i can't believe you take the job without (laughs) knowing the difference between the beyonder and the living tribunal and then she said funny ones when they asked her like spider-man 2 he's coming back you know (laughs) she had a good sense of humor about it i thought anyway good for her (laughs) all right so uh Corey's on the board amy's up first again uh amy the motion picture is called the five-year engagement Mm -hmm. who's in that don dakota or melanie don johnson you're going don dj don johnson and five-year engagement (laughs) no sorry sorry it had to be like this jordan uh, you know, this is a movie I would claim to like a lot if you asked me about some of my favorite recent rom-coms, but I'll admit I don't know <laughs> off the dome <laughs> which one of these people is in this movie. Right? Uh, it, Gosh, I mean, 
just based on the age of the other cast members, Dakota Johnson makes the most sense, but maybe Melanie Griffith is like kind of a stunt cast as a mom or a boss or something. Uh, I'm going to say Dakota Johnson, but it might be wrong. Dakota is correct. Dakota Johnson does appear in the five-year engagement. Probably like, doesn't he like, since it's five years, don't they sort of have a breakup at one point? He like tries to date somebody else or something. That sounds right. Like that kind of part. She's like probably immediately shitty. So we can all feel good about him going back to Emily Blunt. (laughs) Really thought I was going to get lucky there. (laughs) Uh, All right. So uh, we got Jordan's on the board, but Corey has a chance to sprint ahead of everybody because he's first on this next round. Don, Dakota, or Melanie, a film called Underground Aces. Underground Aces. Okay, that sounds like some old shit for sure. (laughs) So I'm immediately immediately going to take uh, Dakota out of the running. Underground Aces. I've never heard my mom talk about it, so I'm going to take Don Johnson out of it. <laughs> That's great uh, logic, by the way. That's yeah. insanely good logic. Yeah, and so I guess I have to go with Melanie Griffith, which means if that's true, I have to go watch it because I've had a crush on Melanie ever since I saw... Oh, I'm not going to say the movie because it might be a clue later. Uh, yeah, I'll go with fucking Melanie Griffith. Hey! Oh. That is correct. From 1981, so okay. uh, that's pretty early on, and yeah, she's pretty young there. Uh, Might have even been late teens, possibly. Oh, okay. Uh, well, yeah. forget what I said. Um, I can't. It's recorded. <laughs> it's, it's officially on the record. Um, all right, but uh, good job with that guess. Amy's back in the first position. For the next one, you need to get on the board here, Amy. The film is Fear City. Mm -hmm. Fear City. I don't don't recommend you shopping there. Party City is way more stuff that's like, especially (laughs) if you're planning a party, do not shop at Fear City. Fear City, bad place to get latex balloons. Fear City, who do you think's in that? Uh, Don, Dakota, or Melanie? You know what I'm going to say? Because it's Don Johnson. (laughs) What a doubt. doubt. You just Don Johnson? Uh, I think it's right this time. I think it isn't right. And I've got the answers right here. So I'm sorry. None of them are Don. I'm sorry, no. But. There's still a chance for a big, uh, big comeback here. If, if if one of these next two gentlemen can't get this one, <laughs> <laughs> then you're right back be in so it. Sad. I'm just gonna yeah. say Wyatt Russell, Wyatt Russell for my next one. Uh, Jordan Fear City. Is it got uh, Dakota or Melanie? Gosh, uh, great question. I also I don't know this movie. Uh, sounds kind of like a throwback. You know, I think they did a lot of those neo noirs in the eighties. Maybe it's one of those, uh, a kind of body heat type movie. So that's something Melanie Griffith probably would have been in. Maybe I'll guess Melanie Griffith. That's my logic. That's your final answer. <laughs> yeah, that is hey. correct. It is hey. Melanie oh. Griffith is in something. That's called Fear City. It's <laughs> in something. <laughs> might be a movie, might be a commercial, who knows? I don't know what I don't know what went on with the with the Fear City, but uh all right, Corey, this is yours to lose because you're up first. And oh if you boy. get this one right, you win. If you lose, Amy's still uh in it. Uh as a spoiler, essentially. Uh could make could, Amy could still win this whole thing. I'm not gonna lie to you. But boy, that'd be exciting. That'd be as exciting as that last uh, Super Bowl. Um, (laughs) So, Corey, are you ready? Uh, Yes. Uh, All right. Which one, uh, Don, Dakota, or Melanie, is in a motion picture entitled Soggy Bottom USA? I've (laughs) definitely heard of that. 
You have? I, I, I've heard of it, not seen it, heard of it. And the only reason that I have is because I'm a big uh, Coen Brothers fan and Soggy Bottom Boys Soggy are bottom the boys. band. In, yeah. And so oh. when scrolling, like Soggy Bottom just like caught my eye. And right. because of that, I know, like, I just know that it exists. And because of that, I know that it's old. Uh, so I know it's not Dakota. And for <laughs> the love. Everything that exists is old. <laughs> and for, well, I, dude, I'm just saying, I saw this before I knew who Dakota Johnson even was. So like, it, you know, I, this is a long time ago. And for the love of God, there has to be a fucking Don Johnson on this I mean, I know that that's bad. Doug often does a thing where he doesn't put everybody on there, but I, for all the marbles, I'm saying that Don Johnson was in Soggy Bottom USA. And I'm saying that you are correct. Hey. Booyah, baby. Boo. You did it, you son of a gun. Corey sniffed it out. It was from 1981. Uh, and featured Don Johnson. He's he's had an interesting uh, uh, career, but um, congratulations, Corey! You're our winner once again. How many wins does that make for you? I think six. I got to we got to like make a limit or something. Or yeah, I don't know. Have some that's fine by of, me. Got to have a, a proclamation or a parade or something. Um, all right, so you get to uh, promote yourself first. What would you like to promote? Um, I have a podcast uh, with Trey Crowder called Putting on Airs. It's where two hillbilly dum-dums talk about fancy stuff. Uh, <laughs> and we will actually be live streaming our 100th episode this Wednesday, February 21st. You can go, uh, you can watch it at watchpoa.com. That is our YouTube. So go ahead and subscribe to that. You, so we're going to be live streaming it at 7 p.m. Eastern time, February 21st. That is this coming Wednesday. The podcast is putting on airs. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts. All right. And we will talk to you about uh, returning again. Uh, in the, I know you probably don't want to uh, fly out to Los Angeles for the show here Tuesday night. So um, not this Tuesday night, but I would definitely <laughs> fly out to Los Angeles if I had more notice, Doug. You know, I would do anything for you. All right. So two weeks from tonight, I'll see you. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I, you know, who knows? You know, if you keep winning like this, I might have to. I might have to bring the show to you. I might have to come to, come to your neck of the woods. No, for real though. And, we do. We do our some other heavy hitters. We do our other podcast, uh, Well Read, in Los Angeles, and I just have to like zoom in so I could come do your show and then actually be in the studio to do it. I'd love to fly out and do it. I got miles, baby. Okay, baby. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care for calling each other baby. That felt <laughs> miles for miles. Yeah, it's back, baby. We're doing it, baby. No, I don't care for it. Um, okay, all right, so, so well, I'm winning, baby. When I lose, you can stop okay. getting called baby. How about that? Okay, daddy. There you go. Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I love this dynamic. Roll with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Amy Miller, what would you like to promote? Another great appearance on the show. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me, Doug. Well, please follow me on Instagram at Amy Miller Comedy. And then this week, I'm going to be in Portland on Thursday at the Siren Theater and in Seattle at Left's Comedy Club all weekend. I got uh, Ann Arbor, Michigan next month, March 21st, D.C., Vegas, Fort Collins, all kinds of shit. You know what I mean? Amy yeah, Miller I do. Com. Yeah. Go to you know, Amy you have all kinds comedy. of shit. Yeah. Go to her website, find when she's coming near you. And if near you, the nearest <laughs> she's coming to you is three or four states over, make the effort. I'm mm -hmm. telling you. Unless you have a yeah. soggy bottom, and then please don't. Yeah, soggy don't bottom is show. not allowed. What? A, <laughs> why would they name themselves the Soggy Bottom Boys? Like, would well, they... they <laughs> they just got out of jail, Doug. They weren't thinking straight. They were trying to find a treasure, and one of their friends had just been loved up and turned into a horny toad. <laughs> Do not seek the treasure. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to use your culture as a costume. I don't care. I I'm not one of them. I love it. Mock us all you want. We're down here laughing at it. I don't care. And also, we deserve it. 
<laughs> yeah, I think so. Jordan Morris, the, the <laughs> graphic novel, YA novel, out soon. Pre-order it. Youth Camp is what it's called. Uh, youth Group. Uh, I'll <laughs> correct you there slightly, I baby. Thank you. No, no, no. I did not stick the landing. Oh, you nailed it. You nailed Very close. Uh, youth so Camp. Close. Uh, good idea for a sequel. Thank you, Doug. Uh, yeah, You're Youth welcome. Group. Uh, available for pre-order now. It's got uh, it's got Buffy the Vampire Slayer vibes. It's got Shaun of the Dead vibes. Um, Bit.ly slash youth group book is a website you can go to and see the cover, a bunch of the uh, pages, and uh, uh, you can get all the pre-order links. Bit.ly slash youth group book. Uh, thanks for having me, baby. This has been so much fun. You could do the uh, sequel could be <laughs> called uh, Youth Group Goes to Camp. I love it. I love it, Doug. I'll give you or, a, a or yeah. I know what you use group last summer. <laughs> You're, you'll be in the special thanks. I, I, I appreciate that. What an idea. Uh, the five year youth group. Um, Douglas movies back at the improv here in Los Angeles uh, Tuesday night with Moshe Kasher, Guy Branham and uh, in a, a third exciting guest to be named later. I'll be in Vegas March 1st and 2nd at the Jimmy Kimmel Comedy Club with our friends Jeff Tate and Carlos Rodriguez. Those will be super fun shows. And um, all of my dates are at douglasmovies.com. Thank you again, Corey Ryan Forrester, Jordan Morris, and Amy Miller. Thanks, babies. <laughs> I love you, babies. Good night, babies. Oh, babies. Kisses oh, <laughs> baby. to babies. Yeah, I wish my the I wish the closing line today was uh, a mo a line that had the word baby and it'd be perfect. But I, you know, I write it down ahead of time. And uh, as always, I know the perfect place. You guys will love it. Trust me. Now it's time for Doug to watch another talkie. Eyes of gold is viewing prowess makes him cocky. There's no room in his heart for you, cause Doug.